What's up, everyone? Hope you all had an amazing week. We're back with another Wealth Through Wi-Fi podcast episode where we talk about all aspects of life, share our journey, our experiences, and to show you guys that anything is possible if you're willing to put in the work. With that being said, as always, we are your host, Zach Sweet. Scott A. Sakriti. And for today's guest, we have a good friend of mine who was a former MLB baseball player and is now a real estate agent in the state of New York. With no surprise, he's absolutely crushing at it. Nick Sine. Nick, how you been, man? How's it going? Thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you uh, for having me, fellas. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, been been great. It's been a fun couple months. Um, Traveling the freaking world, I see. <laughs> yeah, I took a couple trips. Uh as as some people may know, you know, real estate kind of slows down a little bit um, around you know Christmas right. and um, you know first of the year. So kind of took advantage when I could to get away from the, the snow. Award all your award award yourself for all that hard work. Yeah. I see you've been doing a killing it, yep. man. How so? Like, yeah, I mean, what's business been like? Are you obviously killing it? Uh, what what that what's that been like? How 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 does that happen? Like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, this talk, has been great. Talk about the transition. Yeah, like yeah. Transitioning transition, from being yeah, an athlete start, into yep. the business world. I think that's an important one for people to kind of get some info on. Yeah, so I'll kind of start from kind of the beginning. Um, I, I grew up in from Syracuse originally, went to Marcellus High School. Um, that's how I, I knew Zach. Mm-hmm. We, we kind of had the same together. friends, yep. sports, um, and just, you know, kind of linked up and had some fun Yeah, in, always in had high good school. connections, yeah, for um, sure. So was always a big sports guy. I grew up on a horse farm, um, kind of really right off the bat, my um, kind of got my worth ethic right from my parents. We had, you know, six horses at one time, you know, cleaning stalls, you know, um, loading up the the barn with hay and just kind of shoveling shit. Exactly. <laughs> shoveling shit. I guess that's the easiest way to put it. Um, but that was really cool, you know, just kind of learn from them how to, how to, do life, you know, right. yeah. You're grinding out, yeah. waking up early, um, doing that stuff. So, played sports. It was in little league and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, wanted to, to next level. Get to you know my always all everybody's little you know as a little kid was right. being an MLB baseball player, or, uh, pro football player, or something like that. So, um, played football, basketball, and baseball um, in the early ages, and then started transitioning um, as like junior high, um, really grew to football, I actually broke my back my my eighth grade year. Um, I was playing basketball, went up for a layup, came down, bilaterally fractured my L5 bone Ooh. in my lower back. Um, Coxie. Yeah, went to the went to the doctors. They said, "Oh, it's just you know, just your you just pulled a muscle, SI joint. Take some, uh, yeah, take some Assholes. time off." And then um, actually, when I, we got a couple opinions, one of the doctors was like, "Yeah, I don't think you'll you'll ever play sports again." Oh shit! Um, when we started going through the process, you know, and I got a bone scan, and it came back, I I broke it. And they're like, "I'd be very surprised if you if you, you if you could play sports, you might want to take up swimming." <laughs> um, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm at what, 13, right. whatever that is. And sports is just like, go, go, go. Like I'm going from one sport to the next practice. My parents are bringing me all over the place. And, um, when I'm sitting in the doctor's office saying that I may not play sports again, you know, as a little kid, sports are everything. It kind of just crushed me, yeah. you know, um, got a couple other opinions after that. And they said kind of, uh, you know, if you started training a little bit, uh, working out, find a routine where you can kind of strengthen the muscle muscles around your, you know, in your core and your lower back. Um, there might be a good shot of you being able to play sports again. So I'm like, yeah, whatever we got to do. I took time off. I was supposed to, um, you know, be on the junior varsity team as an eighth grader. Um, and then ninth grade, they wanted me, you know, the following year to be on varsity, all that stuff. So I was like in a good spot, like as a young player short term yeah short looking at the short term just just wanted to have fun play with play my friends um so that's when i kind of found uh strength of motion i went to you got you probably heard of strength of motion Mm -hmm. right yeah it was it was big around here back when junior high and high school and stuff so i i did uh that in the fall basketball and baseball um played varsity baseball as a as a freshman made the team and that's kind of where i really started taking off played um 
And I was going to say, so you kind of had to push towards playing other sports because obviously football, you know, that's the sport. Because Oh, no, it was basketball. Uh, you broke your back. And you basketball, said basketball. But I was, I love football. Right. That was kind of like the one I really like stuck Missed to. Out, and my right. mom's like, there's no way you're playing. It, right. No way. Okay. I mean, we kind of have the same story, except for mine's a little different. They told me I wasn't going to play sports anymore either in high school. That's because I kept getting in fights and smoking weed in the locker room. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was really hard on me. True. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. So, um, I guess, yeah. So, ba- so yeah, I guess that's where you're into. How, how did you pick, how did you know baseball maybe over basketball? Is that just because you were the best at baseball? I mean, uh, I mean I'm a 5'8", 5'9", five, five, right, white yeah, dude, true. you know, basketball. <laughs> yeah. Let's be sport. realistic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true. Uh, it was just more of a, um, you know, had had a lot of fun playing, got a good run, got in shape, stuff yeah. like that. Um, I mean, it, as a little, you know, younger kid playing, um, you know, on the, all the sport teams and baseball, you know, I always was one of the better yeah. guys playing baseball mm-hmm. on my team, you know. I was making all the all-star teams stuff like that i was you know started training getting private lessons um in high school you know making varsity playing on travel teams to like i knew that was my sport now that i wasn't playing football Mm -hmm. um that i you know wanted to go play at the next level which would be college um so when let's see here i yeah nick was the players that they talked about when we'd go play we gotta watch out i think there's one time he went up to bat he batted lefty because he we, they were just crushing us and he literally batted switched after like it was just like crazy i was like oh shit we're about to get fucked up well, <laughs> to backtrack a little that bit that is solving we kind of think you know this is something that i think a lot of people miss out on with a lot of people that have major injuries i went through a few in my high school and college career and a lot of the times those are actually like the things that set you up for that long-term success because when you, when you go to a doctor in those situations they're gonna tell they're gonna give you the general diagnosis like ah the normal person isn't going to be able to return from this and the reason why they say that is because there's no injury there's no setback that really anyone can't return from completely yes unless you lose an arm a leg you know something like that but the reason why they say that is because it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of process to really grind yourself out of these holes um but the body can do crazy things um anyone that follows someone like david goggins the dude runs fucking I think he ran 800-mile races eight weekends in a row. I don't think there's a single doctor on the earth that would tell you that that's possible. But every single situation, however you approach things, it's going to set you up for other parts of your life. And, you know, injuries is a big one that a lot mm-hmm. of people miss out on, and there's a lot of athletes out there that, you know, think they have failed careers or think that they're, you know, a letdown for how they finish their career. But those injuries and, and learning from those problems and being able to kind of slingshot yourself in those situations and, and find the positive is a, is a huge factor um, for athletes and even people that, you know, played sports at any point and, and taking that principle and those morals and those standards of, you know, excellence and taking it in other parts of your life. Yeah, for sure. One, one kind of one thing that kind of st- stuck out to me and even in my everyday life now is the whole working out aspect. Like I basically had to train and start weightlifting to be able to support my injury with my back. Yep. Um, so getting into lifting and training the right way and building that strength set me, you know, apart from a lot of people from upstate New York in general and just mm-hmm. pure strength and being able to, you know, run run faster, hit the ball farther, you be know, be able to put farther. in the work though. That's where it comes down to. It's right. like being you're being able to, you know, not for the same reasons exactly, but you're developing that work ethic. You're yeah. developing that process, you know, while you're healing your body but you're teaching yourself to put in that extra time to put in those extra minutes to do that extra thing that nobody wants to do nobody wants to do extra core i herniated four discs in my back my senior year in college i got in a skiing accident didn't play football because i signed a division one letter intent thought i was being smart went skiing my senior year went off a jump at labrador mountain some lady was skiing with her little kid on one of those leashes hit her spun because my feet hit the rope because i tried to turn the top of my body hit the snow, stopped spinning. My lower body kept spinning. And, you know, I just signed a letter of intent for lacrosse, tried to hide the injury for as long as I could. Got the next year down to Manhattan, split a double team, and caught myself laying on the ground. Like, couldn't even feel my legs. And the process to get back to that, to even get back on the field, was gruesome. And a lot of people might look at, you know, do you think you had a successful sports career? I get that question all the time. And on paper, you know, 
some might not say, but to make it as long as I did with how badly my body started to deteriorate. I mean, I had four knee surgeries. My hips started to go at the end. And to be able to say that I pushed as far as I possibly could and got to a point where there was absolutely nothing left in the tank, to be able to walk away and say that is an awesome feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's sick. But I think a lot of people get caught up on just because the numbers don't match what they wanted to achieve, it's more taking the lessons that you learned. I mean, every single successful business, I don't care who they are, they try to kind of shape and structure their business around a successful sports team. Mm -hmm. They try to take those standards. They try to take all the things that they preach in the locker rooms on these sports teams, camaraderie, teamship, you know, taking care of the guy to your left and right, holding them accountable. That's business. And mm -hmm. if you can take those things, if you were successful at any point, I promise you, they can transition, but it's going to take a little bit of time taking those things and bringing them out. You know, when you made the transition into real estate, did you have a hard time kind of feeling like you had more potential and, and unlocking that potential because you knew how much you could excel, you know, on the sports field, you knew it was possible in the real estate world? Yeah, I mean, from going from getting released with the Toronto Blue Jays and trying to, you know, figure out my next life journey or what I, you know, what I wanted to do, um, everything from, you know, growing up into playing sports, uh, you know, is just a huge life lesson. I mean, just the, the, all the all the things you learn from being with a group of people working in a group setting, um, it's it's something that has helped me grind it out know that you know from an upstate new york kid that shouldn't have never played uh professional baseball or people had a ton of doubts to you know put the work put in put in the effort and um get to where i wanted to be it was just it was it was it was tough because i wasn't you know now i you know i hung up my cleats and i was like dang dude you know i just 23 years of my life is just Part of who you baseball are? Yeah. you know just just baseball so um having that 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 will to to keep going to, to grind it out has has played a huge role in my real estate career yeah and sure. I, like one thing like i definitely want to hear more about is that transition in high school because i was in sports my whole life i always thought same as everybody else i'm gonna be a fucking professional baseball player this yeah. and that and when I got into high school and I started to transition to all these new friends and I got introduced to weed and I got introduced to drinking, things started to slow down quickly and I started to realize quickly that, that wasn't going to happen. So, I mean, what, how was that journey for you? How were you able to overcome what everyone else was doing? Because there's no fucking chance you were out partying every weekend. There's no chance that you were smoking weed with everybody every day because you would have never got that far. So how were you able to kind of overcome what everyone else is doing and focus on your fucking goal? Because that's hard. And honestly, right now, it's it's even more important than it's ever been because right now we have so Scott, many more opportunities for I'm people in talking. high school. When we were in high school before, starting a business, when, you know, 10 years ago, starting yeah. a business wasn't that easy. So we never thought about that in high school. Right. Kids are 17 years old right now, and they can make a million dollars from their fucking classroom. So I think it's really important for them to figure that out right now is maybe you're not going to be a professional sports player. Maybe you're not going to be a fucking, you know, a huge real estate mogul. Yeah, but you can start a business. So how do you make sure you're not in that crowd? And how do you make sure that you're dedicated in something without fucking around and doing the same shit everyone else is doing. Yeah, I mean, um, trust me, I mean, I had my fun. I I partied and, and did that stuff. You know, it's all kind of the give and take stuff. It's what you, you know, what you, yeah, you can go out and like, Zach and I, I think we yeah. made it to Joey, Joey yeah. Mashbowl's parties yeah, out on absolutely. the lake. And, you know, yep. we had fun. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, I knew I had a skill that, you know, I was better than a lot of kids my age. I mean, I was just bigger, faster, stronger. Um, I had five, a good five eight, bro. Your school was fucking tiny. But I was like, you know, I was built, you know, I started putting on muscle and because that's the other thing too, was like about me is I've been 5'11", 200 pounds since I was 10 years old. I swear to God in my life, <laughs> I grew 12 inches in one year and everything. So I was playing basketball, baseball, football. Everyone was like, you're going everywhere, bro. Yeah. Cause if you can grow that much in a year, everyone figured I was going to be six, eight. Yeah. I true. didn't grow. I have not grown an inch since I was 11 years old. So I had that growth spurt and then by the time I got to 10th grade, I was a power forward. He's like, you're not a fucking power forward. You're fucking 5'11". Yeah. You don't even have a jumper. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to start selling weed and go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm definitely, uh, through all of my, my um, you know, my teams and stuff, I'm one of the shortest guys. But definitely, like, a big heart, big, you know, good mind to, to get me through stuff. I mean, I had great friends growing up. I kind of just, I don't know if it was just from, you know, 
my parents, how I was raised, or uh, the, just the group of friends that I played with sports and just kind of knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, I just didn't get caught up in, in all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of had a, my mindset that I wanted to do this. And then I was, you know, I was on the varsity team and I was playing, you know, my parents spent a ton of money for me to go play travel ball mm-hmm. when I was in high school. And they really set me up to to get to the next level. And I knew, like, I'm not going to, you know, let my parents waste. You well, that's know, what yeah. it comes down to. A lot of kids do, though. Of, you know, their hard work. And I saw them working hard, you know, through, you know, we're, you know, we were, okay you know money wise you know we were middle of the road nothing crazy now you because yeah you went to what ub yeah so knew i wanted to play and um he was getting into that earlier i know we kind of the buffalo yeah Yeah, he was getting into that earlier before we started talking do you know tom murphy oh yeah i love yeah yeah, i I went to high school with him so that's why you went to central square with tom and we're like that's why i knew he was going to the mlb because we were all friday night came around and everybody else will see him around all of us we're ready to get fucked up tom's like i'll see you guys later (laughs) it's like 11 o'clock at night he's got the key to the fucking gym he's pumping iron i'm like see he's gonna go somewhere we're about to get blackout drunk in a field somewhere tom's in here pumping weights he's probably gonna go to the mlb yeah but, guy, but guys like that, even if they don't end up going to the MLB, they tend to transition to being successful in, in some walk of life because they take those skills and they take that process and they transition it. Yeah. And, and that is the hardest thing that people have a hard time with. It doesn't matter if you stop playing sports. Like someone like Justin, who had all this praise going up, there's a lot of kids that get this and people try to attach to people like that because mm-hmm. they want to ride the they want to ride the train all the way up right yeah but those are the people that are very quick to throw people aside they're very quick to toss you aside and someone that just made you feel like you're the most important person in the world mm-hmm. the next day makes you feel like you're nothing and that's you know for me the biggest lesson i learned from sports was dealing with people i don't like hmm. if yeah. it, that there's people out there that can help you get to where you want to go and they can help you develop yourself in the process. It doesn't mean you're going to like them in the process. It doesn't mean you're going to like doing it. But if you can see the bigger picture, man, is that life-changing. I can't tell you how many coaches I didn't see eye-to-eye with at a young age. And once I've learned to kind of play into not the game as much, but look, they're in charge. They're the coach. It doesn't matter if you don't agree with them. If you don't want to play by their rules, don't be on their team. As much as it sucks, as much as it's shitty, if you can take that narrative and kind of twist it into how can I help myself here and help the team succeed, it starts to make it a lot easier. And you're not going to have people you like in life all the time. Guess what? Sure. You're going to have a fucking boss you don't like. You're going to have a coworker you're going to have, you oh, don't yeah. like. It's going to happen all the customers. time. And if you let those people get in the way of what you're trying to do, all it's going to do is get you caught up in your own head. When you can kind of push that aside and realize that, look, there's going to be mounds and mounds of fucking people you don't like and you don't agree with, but arguing and bittering and getting bitter with them over stupid little kind of things that don't matter in the workplace, whatever it is, your opinion of something, just take and put it aside. Focus on the things that matter, that they can play an impact on you, and don't let their you know opinions of certain things bother you. You don't have to agree with everyone. Now, did you did you get a scholarship to UB? Yeah. So um, sports, or I mean, for ball. Right? Yeah. So I I went on um, almost. I think it was like 90% full ride. Right. I had to pay for my room and board. Right, right. Uh, but for, um, you know, they, I, did, I got a great scholarship. And you did awesome. all your four years, you finished, right? Your four years? Yeah, I left after my junior year. Oh, the, so you the did. Draft. Right, okay. Was, that's, that's what I was going to get back at. And, and finished. So you degree. left your junior year and then you went back. Did you go back after you finished ball for the Blue Jays? Yeah, um, or both. You, during while I was still during? in the okay. off season, And then when I, nice. um, I had one more semester, I had to finish up after. Right. I think a couple classes, two classes. So I think that's a big one to kind of touch on, too, because I think a lot of people have issues when it comes to, you know, deciding on where they want to go to school, especially when sports are tied into it. And I know a lot of people that have kind of made a little bit rash decisions, um, whether it's chasing the money, whether it's chasing the school's name. You really got to take everything into account. Um, You know, what happens if you stop playing sports? Is this going to be a school you're going to be able to be successful at? Do they have a major that's actually something that you might be interested in? Are you going to get along with the coaching staff if it isn't a school that has major that you like? If you don't like what you're doing in school, Mm -hmm. you do need to get along with the coaching staff at that point. It does need to have that home feeling. And too many people chase something because they're giving me X amount of money. It's this school with a big name. And people get too caught up on that. And you have to be able to look at the big picture. Now, don't get me wrong. Everyone should have the idea that you're going to get to the highest level you can get. That's 
kind of you got to have that ego to some degree but you also need to have somewhat of an idea of what if this happens it doesn't have to be a fallback plan but you also need to be realistic in the situation mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um kind of touch t- definitely touch on that is when you know out of high school um because yeah, you probably had more than offers right from not i did day. but i didn't you know right. so i was getting recruited by northeastern which is in boston my boy um, went there gabe avante oh uh, yeah, yeah i know yeah. i know gabe. Yeah. he's awesome good dude um couldn't my grades weren't good enough yeah right. i had to take the sat like three times or i went out for a, a visit kept taking my act or sats sats took them i think two times three times and wasn't wasn't working out buffalo had offered me um courtland uh, and then also like air force was a little bit interested in you know playing tournaments and they saw yeah. you know so i talked to them a little bit but buffalo offered me and i'm like all right you know closest school i would right. like to go play south but like the bigger picture is like where can i play right off the bat mm-hmm. yep you know so i took an official visit to buffalo um i knew a couple guys on the team tom murphy was you know central new york guy um i knew he was there he was one of the big guys that you know was probably going to get drafted um and so i went out there it was a great fit it was close enough but far far right. enough far enough away and I liked, you know, their weight program, their yep. facilities were, they were all right, you know, a little yeah. give and take. And I was going to play D1 baseball, you yeah. know, I was yeah. looking oh, at, yeah. ba- you know, UB and. Um, and you can drink till four in the morning. That's, a, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Drinking. Yeah. Actually, that's the but, fucking wow. worst thing ever. I've yeah. never, yeah. I've never left Buffalo in a good mood. Yeah. Like, why <laughs> the fuck are you still giving me alcohol? Kick me out at two, please. Yeah. This makes no sense. Yeah, man, wow. So I think to go back to one thing that you kind of said there, and, and I think that's a big focus for a lot of people that they get caught up on is I want to play D1 sports. And that's an awesome mentality to have that was the same mentality i had and that was part of the reason why you know i work so hard but people don't understand that if that's going to be your mentality you got to get there and that's got to be your fucking focus Mm -hmm. it can't be the partying it can't be you know going out being known becoming some sort of icon if you want to play a division one sport you got to go in and put in the grind now Mm -hmm. if you become some sort of icon after year two year three that's one thing but man, there's very, very few people that are gonna go in to their freshman year and get the results that they want at the Division One level. Ninety nine percent of people, because guess what? The coaches, what they said to you, the players, you weren't the only one they said it to. I hate, I hate to break it to you, and you probably weren't their first choice for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's just the truth of it. Mm-hmm. So you get to UB. How's it? How's your first couple of years? You know how how did everything go? Did you end up starting? Did it go as as did it go as it was supposed to go, or things get fucked up? Yeah. So. Man, so I, you know, going in as a freshman, um, Jason Kanzler, he was, he was, um, he was a senior when I was a freshman. Mm. He was, you know, on the on the mark to get drafted, and which he did when he play, played with the Twins for a little while. And Matt Pollock and uh, Jimmy Tops, I had a good group of guys, mostly Jason Kanzler, where he kind of like took me under his wing as you know him as a senior, me as a freshman. You know, really showed me the ropes. You know, I'm just like. A freshman, like, oh my god, this stuff's sweet. Or I'm getting gear, you know. I'm getting protein shakes, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, all of it. You know, all that the stuff. Works. You know, all, you're meeting all these this people. This is shit. College athlete, You know, yeah. going, you're going to parties. Yeah, you're, you know, everyone knows you. Yeah, it's easy to fall, bro. It's easy to fall into it. It is. Yeah. It's oh, easy yeah. to fucking think you're the fucking man. Yeah, yeah. real yeah, quick. Yeah, of course. Do you want to? Yeah, you go from like a little. I graduated with 130 people, right. in a small town. Yeah, you know, I was like is, yeah. the best baseball player there when I, you know, for my, my year. Um, but then you get to like college and you're like sick, dude, you know, you're rocking the gear, you're going to class with your friends, you're going to the, the you, had the, you had the jelly spike tear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool though. Like you go to local areas, they all know the sports teams. They know mm-hmm. who people are yeah. like, it, it's a cool feeling, but it's easy to get caught up. In. Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had a good group of guys where we went out we had fun um now did you start your uh, your freshman year yeah i did um it's kind of funny i ended up earning a spot my freshman year it was like opening weekend all right Sine, you're starting and i'm like all right you know beat a couple guys out let's go my heart's freaking pounding i think we actually played um it was actually the weekend that we opened conference that's when i ended up starting so i was work i was getting worked in when we were traveling yep, yep, we're going down south schedule, you know, yeah. as a freshman got got some at-bats out under me then conference weekend on, o- opens up and i earned a spot to start conference that's where you know where it all matters mm-hmm. and i remember i think i struck out three times in a row 
and oh. then I got benched um, I think the next game, you know, for the next game. And I'm like, Fuck, man, what am I going to do? You know, like I had it right there and it's a uh, kind of opportunity, but I'm like, I, I know I'll get another opportunity. I mm-hmm. know I, you know, put in the work in the off season and in the, and in the spring that I was, you know, good enough to, to trust myself and in, in what I, what you I'm need capable. those though. You need those knockdowns. Like that's how you keep going forward. Like if you don't get knocked down, you're never going to fucking learn. Right. Yeah. hundred like, percent. Especially in the sports career. Um, was so you know one thing that I kind of always like to ask people that played sports in college was you know was there anyone that you know you played with that you know you kind of just saw everything go crashing down um did you ever have any you know teammates that you guys thought for sure were going to the league had all this potential you know everything was there for them to do it and you know they just fell short whether it was you know self-inflicted or it was something that you know might have happened with the team um like we had a kid when I was at Manhattan get fucking meningitis meningitis really? from the water crazy shit i've ever heard the kid was like phenomenal would have been probably you know two or three time conference fucking Damn. player couldn't play sports for the rest of his life again bad luck. Crazy. and <laughs> he like went through it pretty bad for a year or two and like didn't know what he was gonna do you know he completely lost his identity um but he ended up i'm pretty sure being he got pretty successful in real estate down in new york city and last i checked was doing pretty well really? and just kind of took those skills and, and learned that he wasn't left with nothing. That's what a lot of these guys think. And I've seen a lot of athletes get the shit end of a stick and walk away from a situation where, where they were done wrong, but no one cares. And, they, and it sucks, but you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt and remember that, you know, to even get to that point, it took so much grit. And, and you got to remember that you can apply that in other things. It's not going to feel comfortable at first because someone like you've been doing it for 21 years. You think you're just going to transition and have that same, you know, connection with your body where mm-hmm. everything is going to flow the correct way it's going to take a little bit of a transition but a lot of times with stuff like that you know once you pull that other person back outside of you from the sports field into other parts of your life it starts to grow and you start to realize how much of an impact you can have too many people think that you know they're speaking outside of term but you know people want to hear what's going on in people's lives oh, yeah. people want to hear about the process people want to hear not just about the good but especially about That's why the bad. we're here Pretty much. And, and that's always been a big thing that we've tried to push is it's not going to be all good. And most of the people that you guys idolize have gone through some shit mm-hmm. and a lot more than you probably think. And, and that's what the grind really is. One one thing I, I want to say for sure was um, there was a couple guys on, that I played played with in, in college and then also in pro ball, too. But like more so in college where you have this ability, you're playing at a, a, the highest the highest level D1 baseball. Um, granted, it's not in the ACC, but still, we're still playing. Baseball. You know, we're we're still playing good teams, and you have an opportunity to keep going. But like, they have this ability, and they're either Entitled. late to practice. Yeah. They they're the first one out of the weight room. Yep. The first one leaving practice. They don't. You know, they're not putting the work to, at the early work when you have right. an hour before practice. Go get swings or to go work on your mechanics. And and it's just kind of it's sad. You know, it's like there's thousands and probably millions of kids that wish that they could even play step on a division one field and you're taking advantage of blown away and that's just how i grew up i was like i'm not gonna let it happen yeah. i want to you know i want to get to the next level and i kind of picked up <laughs> when i went to college i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do i took communications because right. i was like well, i gotta play baseball so i gotta pick something type mm-hmm. of thing luckily it worked out for me um and then it ended up you know finish my degree but i just picked up communications just to play ball. The fuck yeah. 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 did you always now when it came draft time is that how does that work did you knew did you like put yourself in for it do you how does getting drafted for that how does that work yeah, when so did you I get drafted, drafted yeah. by the way how many yeah. years were you there the full four uh so i 2015 was my junior year um so i left i left yeah, so you had to enter then, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's not like I got to sign a piece of paper. No, you just have to or... enter. You just have to enter the draft. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they, um, you know, I had my sophomore year. Um, I balled out. I went to um, no striking out three times in a row. <laughs> no, no, they did. No, that doesn't yeah. stop. Yeah. That? <laughs> it doesn't stop. I mean, that sucks. But it's it, going back to not college, but college, fucking high school, all that shit. Striking out three times sucks. You're miserable. You're pissed off. But yeah. it's now as you know, you, you have a business, which we'll get into. Now when we strike out, we're it costing us twenty grand. Right. I strike out fucking four times a week. I'm not making <laughs> grand in the fucking hole. Right. I'd rather fucking swing at a baseball and miss that thing nine <laughs> times any day. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you you have a bad at bat. It's it's a mind game. 
game. You know, you yeah. got to put stuff aside. If you if you go up saying, man, you know, you're at the plate. I just struck out twice before. Guess what? You're gonna fucking strike out again. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you a know? hard sport, man. Where you're only successful fucking thirty percent of the time, and you're a fucking stud. Like that takes a lot of mm-hmm. fucking mindset. That takes a lot of mental control. Yeah. I mean, that's so, yeah. Get back junior thing. year. So, so. I, yeah, junior year, I I broke um the single season record for stolen bases at, oh, um, at Buffalo. Um, you look like you can fucking run. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't racing that dude. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I, my fastest 60 time was a uh, 6.29, which was flying. we do 60-yard dashes. Yeah. And, and I was playing – made the all-star team in um, when I was down in Virginia in – the Valley League, so it's a summer league. Mm-hmm. So you finish your season up, and then you go play the summer, and you're gone, you know. And going back to real quick, touch on is like all my friends, you know. I'm seeing them on the lakes. I'm seeing them in the summer, in the yep. summer. Even in like high school, you know, I'm out playing on yeah, tournaments, trying to you know play ball. So that was one thing where I was like, man, I'm seeing them on Instagram. I'm like, dang, it looks sick, you know. But you kind of just obviously keep yeah. your eyes on the prize. Yeah. Went to the Valley League, had a freaking killer year. I think I hit like. 340 maybe stole a bunch of bags started making my name for myself you know there's scouts in the Mm -hmm. the stands and you know i'm talking to my coach like yeah you know they're 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 kind of you know they're looking at you you know keep keep balling out you know stuff like that um so i just kept seeing more and more scouts and obviously they're there to see other players too but Mm -hmm. you can tell when like they're kind of key to yeah yeah um and I started getting questionnaires from, you know, a bunch of teams. I must have sp- filled out maybe 18 questionnaires from MLB teams. Yeah. You got to fill out all your paperwork mm. and, you know, injury list. And the and base running helped a ton because they're looking for that shit nonstop. Yeah. They got so many players in there that can barely even fucking hit. They just want you to get walked, get on that goddamn base and just yeah. steal every one of them. Mm. Yeah, I got hit a ton. <laughs> I would get, you know, I'd, <laughs> hit, hit by a bitch. bitch. Coach I, is like, just put your ass out there. <laughs> steal the rest of them. <laughs> right? I, I would get hit by a pitch, and I'd turn that into a double or a triple. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd be on second oh, yeah. base right That's before awesome. they could know, and then, um, you know, still third or get a, you know, be on second so they could hit me in. So it was um, getting to kind of the – oh, yeah, so went to my junior year. Had a hell of a season. I think I hit 326 my junior year. Um, stole – 42 bags i think yeah. in 60 games wow i have to do a double check on that it was it was something it was, something it was like pretty that. crazy um and i went to not the cape cod league um the new england league i went and left and you know i had i had my i had an agent at the time um he was you know working you know phone calls saying hey like i think you're gonna go in this draft and i'm like all right sweet that'd be sweet you know that'd be freaking sick yeah but you never know you 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 have no idea so i go go to new england i'm there for a week the mlb draft's coming up um he's like i think you're gonna go my mom and my sister came out they came with me for the for the weekend um and we you know i think the guys went and played we had to practice later in the day and i stayed back for a little bit because my coach was like if you, you think you're gonna go you know enjoy it you know be with your family so I remember I was at my host family's house because I was living with a host family when I was playing summer ball. Yeah. And, um, you know, 2015 MLB draft. It's my, my, my agent's like, I think you're going to go anywhere between like the 12th and maybe 18th round, somewhere right in there. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, there's some good money that, you know, you can yeah. be made. I'm not going yeah. the first or second, you know, get paid, you know, millions or a couple hundred thousand. But I'm like, I just want a shot. Dream comes That's true. all it is. You know, yeah, I just want yeah. a shot. So, it started slipping, 16, 17, 18, you know, the rounds yeah. started going. I'm like, shit, like, is it going to happen? You know, I'm sweating. I'm, like, kind of freaking out. I like, can't watch the computer screen, you know, all that stuff. And then I get a phone call from the Blue Jays scout that I've kept in touch with. And he's like, hey, do you want to you be a Blue Jay? And I'm like, really? Okay. And I'm like, Hair standing up in yeah, my arms like, right now. Yeah, barely, I barely say anything. I'm like, stutter. I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like fuck yeah um so he's like all right i think we're gonna take you the next couple rounds um as of right now it looks good i was like all right cool so then the 20th round came around 21st i'm like all right is it gonna happen it's gonna happen and then it popped up i was um drafted in the 22nd round um pick number 662 um with the toronto blue jays and you know i think i just like 
all my emotions just like that was gonna say you know it was like all that hard work man finally fucking that's like one of those points like they always like say like man people pop champagne bottles for stupid shit like that's the feeling that you look for like that everyone goes out and is pumping champagne bottle like that's the feeling that you're looking for is like something like that like all that hard work coming to a champagne bottle so what at that point like I, i know you're talking about money wise what is how much do you even get at that round is that a couple hundred grand something like what is it uh it depends like if i think at the time there was only 30 rounds or maybe it was 40 i'd have to double check on that when it in 2015 what it what the rounds were um you could get i signed for 20 grand oh wow yeah not much yeah i mean there are a couple guys, you know, probably in like the 10th 11th round you're looking at maybe 100 grand 100 yeah 20 80 grand my signing bonus was wasn't a ton, but it was an opportunity to play. But you know, if I didn't take the opportunity and I wanted to, you know, play my fourth year, I would have signed for maybe if I had the chance. If I didn't get hurt, if I wasn't healthy, um, maybe sign for a plane ticket, yeah, or just sign as a free agent and get nothing, you know. So um, baseball is tough, man, because it's a huge, huge pool of players, and it ain't just in the U.S. So like, you got you got to earn it. And then that's where it's like huge, and a lot of people don't understand. Like, it's not like unless you're getting drafted in, you know, first, second, third round of these drafts, and even those guys. I mean, how many guys you see are bust first, second, third round? I mean, any any sport. Yeah, because I don't know when Tom went, but I know that Tom had a rough journey. Like, he's he's obviously a beast now, but like I know he was going up, he was getting put up, put down. Yeah, he was going up, down, up, down. He went up and down like fucking nine times in two years, and I was like, what's gonna happen with this dude? Because you know we were all good friends with him. Like, what the fuck are they doing? And every time he played, he was killing it. So we're yeah. like, why does he keep going down? Then something would happen. I'm like, I, I was it was confusing to me, and I'm like. I didn't know too much about the MLB at that point, but as Tom went there, you start learning more because it's someone you actually know. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is a fucking nightmare for somebody. Oh, yeah. Like, that doesn't really happen in the NBA. Like, in the NBA, if you get sent down, you're you're pretty much not coming back. Like, yeah. it's hard for you to get sent down in the first place. If you get sent down, you're not coming back. Well, they'll just fuck around with you. Be like, yeah, you're going down for a couple months. Come back in a little bit. Like, that shit would drive me insane. I'd be like, you know, fuck this. I'm starting a <laughs> Shopify store. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to go on top, I mean, Tom's a He's an animal, dude. I, lo- I love Tom. He's he's a great dude. I, I trained with him when I was um, in the offseason here in Syracuse. We were both here, so we we trained together. And obviously, he was at Buffalo, too. He left the year before I got uh, – before I was a freshman. So, you know, he was one of the biggest big guys that got drafted out of Buffalo. We had guys getting drafted or signed, you know, two or three guys a year at, out of UB. Um, but Tom, man, he's a, he's a beast. He's a he's a grinder, dude. Yeah. He, 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 his will to 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 play and he won't stop. It's it's incredible. Yeah, because he wasn't even good at basketball. That was the funny thing. And he used to score like 19 points a game. He was terrible. <laughs> and he was just so fucking strong at that point. He's so like, strong, so athletic that he would just score 19 points anyways. Yeah. Yeah. No jumper, no handles. And, and score 19. Shit like that's what like coaches like. And that kind of brings me back to when we were talking about a little bit about entitlement with a lot of these athletes. Is I can't tell you how many guys I knew that were absolute studs and they had the Allen Iverson disease. And they didn't understand that it wasn't just about them. It didn't matter if you were a skilled enough player that you could show up to practice and be, you know, a top 20 player. If you were a top one or two player on the team and you're showing up and you're just in the top of the the bunch for everything or in the top 50 percent and you don't understand why that isn't the standard that you need to be setting, you know, these guys have – you know, the more skill you have, the more the coaches are going to expect out of you. And it's not always the nicest thing in the world. And especially for guys that have a hard time, you know, strapping their fucking their head on their shoulders before they get to practice. Um, but that's just how it works. You know, if you're a skilled player, you're always going to be expected to do more. You're always going to be expected to set the standard because stuff like what Justin said, if you're not the best guy, but you go out there and you look like the best guy on the store sheet just because of the effort that you put in and you have that big of an impact, that's going to help the next guy do the same thing, mm-hmm. which is going to help the next guy do the same thing. And then you're building a culture. And that's really what sports is about, building mm-hmm. a culture that, you know, you can be proud of. Definitely. I think so, and more so in the um, in the college aspect. Yep. You know, oh, it's huge. more team camaraderie. You know, push the next guy. You know, that's trying to lift six hundred pounds off the floor. You know, and because um, you guys are all grinding together, it's it's. You know, I think we played. What was our schedule? Forty games in a really short amount of time. I mean, we're barely going to class. You know, we're going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we're we're headed out and and we're we're gone you know, for the three, four days trips. Um, but, like, having that, 
that push, having that guy next to you that is kind of in the same situation, but even though he's coming for your, your spot, you're just you're gonna work that much harder and it just makes everybody else way better too. Yeah. So how long how long did your career actually last? Were you at the Blue Jays the whole time? Did you get transferred around? Yeah, I was a, I played with the Blue Jays when I, right when I got drafted. Went to uh, Bluefield, West Virginia. Hmm. Um, so I got drafted. I went to like they do like a short spring training for draft yeah. guys. Um, went to rookie ball right away. So that's a whole nother yeah, thing. Yeah, I was gonna say so many um, things that people just have no clue about. It. Mm-hmm. I mean, barely my half my team barely spoke English. Um, you know, you're playing with guys from all over the entire world. Right. That camaraderie is um, a little bit gone right now because yeah. everyone's trying to earn that meal ticket. Yeah, it's, in that spot, right? Yeah, it's intimidating. You know, you're now you're not the best team on your your collegiate team. Um, yeah, if they don't speak English, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, guys over there probably talking shit about me, you know, or whatever. Um, it was it was it was really it was cool uh just to be in the minor leagues to be with all these guys to try to figure out one who your friend you know mm-hmm. yeah you know try to gotta make some who friends, you can trust yeah you know um you slowly figure out that it's a big business oh yeah oh, and yeah. that was I something i definitely imagine. i mean obviously i knew like you know growing up and watching baseball that you know the yankees had all the money mm-hmm. and like it's a big bit it's a it's a business but when you get to the the minor leagues into the mlb it's it's huge it's all about you money know? man it's all about always money. it sucks but it is you yeah, know there's unfortunate some of these these guys that are you know dominican they go to these um um, organizations or whatever when they're like you know 12 or 13 yeah. and then they end up signing f- in when they're like 16 and then they come to the United States out of the the organization they're you know they're getting a couple hundred thousand dollars when they're 15 yeah. to come play so the, you know these MLB teams have all these this money invested into these guys and to be truthful there's a couple guys that wouldn't make my college team yeah mm-hmm. but they have the you know the the um the, prof- uh, the profile, like they yeah, have the, the, profile, yeah, the player you know, profile, they're looking exactly. for. Exactly, they yeah. have a they have a couple skills that yeah, you know that they are kind of banking on that they you know keep going and and developing to be you know the next yeah raw you know, they're very raw, raw players. Yeah. So right. it's all it was all on that, um, which was cool. You know, it was, it was you just see so many different aspects of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, and I don't know the truth behind it, but you always hear about, you know, some of these organizations, even with that, like a lot of players like in the MLB franchises, like kind of get held hostage, like by their contracts. Like there's a lot of talk about, you know, certain players from outside the U S especially that, you know, never reached their full potential. Cause you know, they didn't get along with the organization. They didn't play into the business aspect of things. And people don't understand, man, there is always another option. Always. You're kind of a number in that. Yeah. Meals like yeah. If it's not, it's they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna like keep you around, or they're not gonna like remember you. There's a, there's a spinning wheel of guys that are coming through every single, every year that you're just gonna you're you're gonna re- replace. And s- and sadly, the people wow. that work in the organizations didn't get there by being people. People they got there by being business, business people. people. Yep. They might be personable, decisions. but they're business people underneath, and that's where a lot of people mm-hmm. get caught up in sports is they get too friendly, mm-hmm. and it's okay to you know. Be friendly. It's okay to joke and play around, but you also got to be able to draw that fine line. And when you're not the superior in the situation, you really got to toe that line because too many people get caught up in, in the social side of things. And, you know, with someone who has a business mindset, it, all it takes is a snap of a finger for them to change their opinion about you. True. And it can have a huge impact for something that's minor in terms of social or whatever it is that you do, but too many people get caught up on that. And you really, to some degree have to be able to, you know, divide your business and your social life, mm-hmm. especially, I'm sure you guys learned that real quick, yeah. you know, in, in the, the farm leagues, especially because your image is everything there Yeah, and where it spreads. Luckily for me, you know, Instagram and uh, Facebook were, I would say like kind of start picking Just starting up, to pick you know, up, so yeah. it wasn't, I can like be right terrible now. now. It would be terrible. TikTok and all that stuff. I couldn't know? even imagine mm-hmm. trying to play sports right now. Yeah, with all that shit. It would be. Did you ever live in Toronto though? Did you ever mm-hmm. place there? Yeah, obviously stayed there, or did they always practice in the country? Yeah. Or? So uh, spring training was in Dunedin, Florida. There's uh, six or seven levels to mm-hmm. get to the big leagues. I I was I made about halfway through. Um, I was in Bluefield, West Virginia, Vancouver, Canada, uh, Lansing, Michigan, 
And then that's kind of where my third year, um, I played three full seasons, came back for spring training, and that's when I got released. Um, so just just shy of three and a half years. Um, but what I year was, was this? Uh, 2018. 2018, okay. Yep. So, so there's eight levels for you to, until you can actually get to the fucking Blue Jays? Yeah. There's Do you have to go up each level, or can you skip the levels? You can skip, depending on... That's fucking insane. Like, what do you, how, how can you have this many teams? For, like, what are you guys doing? Bro, they have so many players. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I think there's it's insane. 200 players in the organizations, something like that. And what is it? Everyone besides... What the uh, actual organization and in, in the AAA teams, everyone else takes buses everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, no dude. flights ever. So we would do. Shit's uh, wild. When we were in Lansing, Michigan, even in rookie ball, but we'd do three games home. We'd already have all our stuff packed up, and when we were in rookie ball, you would get to the field at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock in the morning, yeah. and then you're practicing, you're getting your early work in. You go take um, in and out for, you know, it, it basically practice for your game at yeah. 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> then crazy. you go play a game. You finish up at 10, 1030. After that third game series, grab your shit, get on the bus, and you're traveling eight hours to the next city. Wake up at, you know, 6 in the morning, get to the hotel or whatever it is. Then we get to the, then we sleep for a couple hours in the hotel and then right back to the ballpark right. and it's Clockwork. you know hundred right. four hundred fifty games in one hundred sixty two days or something it's like crazy. that. If you don't love what you do, man, that would be miserable. But man, if you like what you do, like it really doesn't get any better because traveling and even if you don't make it, like we were so talking quick. about earlier, like the processes that you're learning to like time manage with something like that mm -hmm. and to be able to move on the go. It's priceless. Yeah. Nothing else is going to teach you some shit like that. It's about routine, too. Yeah. You know, getting a good routine, sticking to it. Getting sleep. sleep yeah. Schedule. I mean, you eat, Making the best of the time you have. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, there's guys that would go out and stuff, too, course, you know, yeah. randomly. Um, we'd be in bigger cities. And Vancouver was sweet. Um, yeah, and when we were in Lansing, Michigan, right by MSU, Michigan State, mm -hmm. I mean, that was nuts. We went <laughs> out a couple times. But there's guys that kind of got caught up in it. Right. It's like... Giving up what they want now for what they want most. Yeah. And like, it ain't worth it. And I'm like, I'm not doing that, dude. You know, yeah. we, we're freaking, there's no time. No so, time. So how, how did you handle that, you know, getting released? Because, like, I, I'm coming for me firsthand. I've had so many opportunities in the past four years where I had this goal in my mind. I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to yeah. kill it. And then it falls short. It doesn't work out. And I have to realize that this isn't going to happen. What else am I going to do? And it fucks me up. I start drinking. I start getting depressed. And yeah. it's a hard transition to realize that your fucking goal is not going to happen right now. And we have to figure out what's next. So how did you get past that? Yeah, so I got called in the office and with the Blue Jays in spring training in 2000, 2018 and they're like it's never good it was always that time of the year when you're like <laughs> you, you know you red ticket in the locker type of shit yeah. Yeah. I, I came off a, a not a good hitting season stole a bunch of bags got on base broke a midwest league record for hit by pitches you're breaking records i was breaking records i, was you, I wish it was a batting a yeah, you, you, if you don't have no, a plaque for that bruises. <laughs> we might have to make him a plaque for that yeah we'll get you one nick yeah uh it was i i made so take it back i'll be real brief my the year before I got released, I had a killer spring training. Made a team I wasn't supposed to make. Um, I f was hit, got to Lansing. I was hitting home runs. I was feeling hitting the best I ever did. Part of it definitely was a lot because of Tom Murphy when we were training in the off season. Um, he was him and I were were grinding. He he really helped me out a ton. Went to spring training, balled out. Went to Lansing, balled out for the good month, and then something tweaked something i was dipping my shoulder something i was working with a hitting coach which was my that's another story um and i was never really the same i got in a slump i couldn't i couldn't fix it i was going back to the old shit instead of working on mm -hmm. what i had done for the past six months i i fucked up mental old habits mental yeah. old habits never was the same had a bad hitting season i think i hit 230 uh, my on base percentage was almost it was like 450, but I wasn't hitting, and that's one of the biggest things in in, in minor league ball, you know. Because if you hit, you're gonna get most likely you're gonna get to the big leagues yeah. as long as you can hit. Obviously, you got to be a good baseball player, but that's just that's the hardest thing in baseball is hitting yeah. a freaking oh, baseball. Oh fuck yeah! 
went to spring training and said, hey, can you go down to the office? Um, it was like me and a couple other guys. And I'm like, fuck, this ain't good. I'm like, shit, it's just about to be, you know, the day where you're like, I'm glad I'm not that guy this day. Yeah, you, know, you like always that. say, yeah. Get called in, they go, hey, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to let you go. Or, you know, we're just going in a different direction. And I'm like. I fucking hate that word. Yeah, and I'm Those just words. like. I would have punched him right in his fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it sucked, man. It, you know, I think I, I honestly said thanks for, you know, everything. And I walked out and I, I definitely cried. Oh, fuck oh, yeah. Man. Sure. For, you know, just everything you work for, just. You feel like it's all gone. Yeah. It was. It was fucking terrible. Um, so I'm like, you got hammered that night. <sighs> Had to have. What the? I don't even know. I don't. Yeah, you don't probably. remember. I'm were sure you, you don't remember. I, I, I probably would have gotten better and cried. Would have crawled in bed and cried. Where's your facility? I mean, it was in Dunedin, Florida. My family, my girlfriend, who's my wife now, my mom, and then I think they were coming down for spring training. And on the day they were leaving Q's is when I called them and said I just got released. Oh. And we had to, you know, they were coming down. Right. Oh, fuck. They still came down, yeah, I hope. You guys probably hung down. out. Right. It just makes it shitty. But at the same yeah. time, as much as it sucks in the moment, like once they get there, like you're actually. I'm sure that's happy. all you were probably wanting. At least yeah. you wanted them because they kind of, you know, a little just to have them for Family, support yeah. and shit. But like yeah. getting to that point, like it's tough. Like you looking back on it, it's 2020, but. You got to be proud of yourself too, and and that's like the the hardest thing that people, like I was saying earlier, is like you got to be able to look back and see all that you yeah, achieved. All the experiences yeah, you still did something and in the high. process. It was all about the process. Like it, was, yeah. it was never about the end goal. It was always it's always about the process. And when people focus, stop focusing on the goal and realize that it's all about the journey. Just like when you're getting to the, trying to climb a mountain to the summit, like yeah. it's not about getting to the summit. It's about the process of trying yeah. to get there. Yep. That's where you learn everything. You get to the top and you feel achieved, not because you got to the top, because you climbed to the motherfucking top the whole way through, you know, and, and that's what people get caught up on is, you know, yeah. you can take anything from every experience, good or bad, and learn from it. For sure. Yeah, from not saying I never play sports again or, you know, a lot of people in high school saying you're never, you're not going to never, never make, make it. it, you know, and then you just keep getting to that next level Fuck and yeah. you get hungrier and hungrier and hungrier to keep going. Um, that's what, that's what kept me going, man. I'm yeah. not going to lie. The, the doubters were always the thing that kept me going with sports. And when my career finally did come to an end, I basically got medically disqualified, had all my doctors tell me like, look, it's time to hang it up. So you were had to go in and tell my coach and like, as much as it was a shitty feeling, for me at that point, it was almost a weight off my shoulders because I had pushed my body past a point that I knew I was capable of going to. And I knew if I kept going, it was going to cause more long-term issues than all the, you know, the whole process and all the things I'd gained to get to that point. And, and it was, awesome. you know, just looking myself in the mirror and saying, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It doesn't matter what, you know, the fact that I made it this far is what matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I called my agent, um, got released. He's like, all right, let me try and make some phone calls. I called a scout that I kept in touch with with the, the Yankees. And it, it's a tough time of the year because all the teams are doing the same thing. So everyone's restructuring, right, yeah, yeah restructuring. You know? <clears throat> so I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? Took the vac- My family came down, took a little vacation down to Siesta Key. Um, my agent goes, Hey, do you want to go play independent ball? And I always told myself I wasn't going to play independent ball. I don't know. It was just like something where, you know, I would give it my shot. And then if it didn't, it didn't, it didn't stand yeah. out, yeah. then I'll do something else. I was like, man, I've been, I've been busting my ass. I fucking had one of the best spring trainings. Honestly, I think the spring training I got released, it was better than the spring training before. Mm-hmm. But it, when you get to that, I feel too like much they too already, late. Yeah. They already, yeah, they already yeah. have their mind of the people that they're gonna kind of release. Um, so I was like, I just bust my ass for you know the the off season to to give it up. So I went and played, um, independent ball at Rockland. It's down by the city mm-hmm. for the Rockland Boulders. Yep, I know. Went to go try it out, try out for them. <laughs> I fucking didn't make it. I'm like, God damn, I just got kicked in the balls twice. <laughs> you know? Okay. Like, you know, I, I was down right. there for like two weeks, didn't make the team. I'm like, what the hell's going on? 
Um, and it was it was just coming came down to like my consistency with hitting. I think. Well, it's like you, you try know? to make a quick switch and kind of not looking at the big picture. To be honest with you, and like you didn't you hadn't put in the time and work for a different organization. And as much as it's baseball is baseball, baseball is not baseball. Yeah. It's going to be different with every organization. They're mm. going to be looking for different things. They don't know your history. Yeah. You know, going out from you know one level to another level, people think it's always going to be this easy transition, and it's not. It's mm-hmm. always different. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I got released from Rockland and I came home and I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? You know, and it, probably the biggest thing that, and I hope this helps somebody else too, on trying to figure out what they want to do or at least, or even, even to, to push them. But I didn't want to be 20, 29, 30, 31 and try to be still trying to make trying it. to grind it out mm. trying to grind it out. And, you know, my wife, you know, and I want to have a family or, um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have a zero dollars to my name and just, you also knew how much time you had to put towards it. You know what I mean? That was the sacrifice that you had already made for, you know, now you got to start putting that time into something else. Right. You know what I mean? Which is, you know, it's hard. It's tough to make that older too. Yeah. Like fast too. (laughs) Cause you you know, out of college, you, you know, you got to start making it up those leagues cause you're quick. You got young guys coming up right behind your high school, you know, guys coming up. And, um, that was one of the biggest things was I just didn't want to be 30 years old try to grind it out and say even and got to like, you know, double A or triple A, I get released, don't even make it to the show, don't even have a cup of coffee mm-hmm. up there. And then I come back to Syracuse and have zero dollars in my name and try to figure it out from there. So I thought about getting metal device sales. I'm like, what should I do? And then luckily a family friend of mine had a real estate team that they just lost a, an agent and they wanted me to jump on. And I'm like, hey, you ever thought about, you know, jumping to real estate? And I'm like, yeah, what do I got to do to sign up type of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and they, you know, they took me under their wing. They paid for my my course to get That's to awesome. get licensed and, um, you know, um, just started put my grind to something and else. this was and what year? Like re- 2000, beginning of 2019, see, I'm guessing? I've been in probably? real estate for four years going yeah, on. Yeah, just about, yeah, 2019 yeah. probably then. Yeah. yeah. Pre-COVID, yep. I'm guessing, right? Yeah. So what do you do now? Are you, you're, a, you're an agent or do you, I think you own your own company now, right? Nope, just an agent. Okay. Um, I work for Howard Hanna Real Estate. Oh, so I was um, working f- in the Camillus office for the first. Yeah, we had Mark Ray on here. Did you? Yeah. No, we had Mark yeah, on. We had Mark, he talked oh, yeah. about Twice. a lot of things. Great and guy. Yeah. Um, we love the Mark. Micron stuff. Hi, Mark. He, you know, he shared a lot. Obviously, he's board. He's on the head of all the board yeah. and stuff like he's, that. Because Nancy was obviously, his wife was my English teacher. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's how he. I started at Howard Hanna, obviously, and yep. I just had so much stuff going on. I wish, you know, I did more with it, obviously, but so that's how I got in there. But, that's um, sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just kind of put all my, you know, put all my energy and yeah everything and it was just like all right let's like make something out of this you know it's it's fun i like talking to people it's it's competitive and you know know? a lot of people so yeah um i think kind of the grind it's 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 almost as more of a grind than baseball i gotta say i was gonna say what what (laughs) what what were the you're striking out much more now what what were the main skills that you kind of felt like you brought over from baseball that you've kind of been able to transition to the real estate world um Working with different people, yeah. You know, I'm talking to people all over the, you know, the country or all over the state, trying to get into, you know, real estate, trying to buy properties. Um, that for sure. Working in a group setting was huge. Um, when I was on a team, you know, mm-hmm. just being able to communicate and, you know, not be scared to walk up to somebody and talk to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talked to speak your truth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but just like the grind and the grit, man. Just you know, Teresa, my wife, she's always, she would always say like, you know, you're always grinding. You're always, you know, you're, you're, you're working on the weekend. Pushing the limits. Yeah. But that's who you Which are. Which is great. Just yeah. balls to that's the That's why you can travel the after. country whenever you want to shit <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, but it's possible. People don't think it is, but, and then who would ever thought, you know, four years later, look at you, you know what I mean? Building a brand, you know, named for yourself through Howard Hanna and you've had some crazy listings, you know, what's been your biggest listing so far? I had, I got, Last year, I had one in um, in Skinny Atlas. It was just I shy knew of you were gonna say Skinny yeah. Atlas. Yeah. I fucking knew it. Of a mill. I knew it. I fucking so. knew it. So that's that's where my office is now. I had an opportunity um, after my my third year to in Camillus to get out to Skinny Atlas. So I'm out out in that office right now. So that's 
that's another whole nother one. You know, it's mm-hmm. a small, tight niche market. Um, For our viewers, though, if people don't know, Skinny Alice, New York, is probably one of the you know the one of the very high end area, one of the cleanest lakes in the country. So it's a very you know, Jeter had a mansion out on that lake, so just kind of put in perspective of where he is an agent from where he started to where he is now. You know, what I mean, but it didn't happen right away. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. No, no. That's what I'm saying. No, it's it didn't happen. A bunch of rich old pricks. Yeah, nice. <laughs> million dollar homes, million dollar homes. So. I'd say it's like the big leagues of Central New York nah. real estate. Right. Yeah. Definitely, big leagues. I worked at ADT Security for like nine months, and I was there like every other fucking day, and I hated every single person. Like these, I'd walk into a five million dollar house, and I'm like, bro, it's it's, it's gonna be like ten grand, ten grand for security. You cheap fuck. This is, you got a base right there. It's worth yeah. thirty five thousand dollars. You're not gonna pay ten grand security. No problem. I'll bring my fucking friends back later. We'll rob the fucking base. <laughs> Dude, some of the the richest people, <laughs> man, fucks. they they'll. The worst. nickel and dime you. Oh, yeah. That's, that's why they're rich, though. Yeah, I fucking hate to say it, but, but man. I wish so, I was cheap. I would have a lot more money saved up. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um, so you're yeah, in the Skinny Alice office now, and then you just been there rolling ever since, pretty much, right? Yeah. Um, I, I quickly became a top performer in Howard Hanna uh, my first couple of years and learned the business quickly. Um, it's just, you know, it's a personal your business. Own now? You know. Buying some of your own rentals yeah. now? Yeah. Um, How many you got? I got two properties nice. now three doors um was working on a big a big portfolio didn't end up working out which is fine everything yeah, yeah. you know everything wasn't happening in for, a reason. for a reason you right. know yeah that's a big um, thing so yeah just trying to kind of keep adding no it's good on. oh that's awesome yeah. no i think we should uh i think we wrap it up like yeah. that. that was great that was a great you know kind of great story beginning yeah. middle and yeah we don't usually great. do a very good job of that so we did yeah. a pretty that good job yeah no, that done. was very well structured <laughs> yeah, yeah we always get we always but that was nick that was great um yeah well thank you again for having you know coming on our show and sharing your experience with our viewers and yeah absolutely hopefully you guys as always find something out of this that you can share with others and you know Situation. Work harder than the fucking guy next to you. Fuck yeah. Really? I love that. So simple. Oh, really yeah, is. I love that we'll end it at that, guys. Absolutely. Um, and if you can't beat him, just get hit by the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, Nick, again, thanks for coming on. Thank you, fellas. Uh, we love you guys. See you guys next time. Appreciate it. Peace.